running with Maverick and Wolfman. So thanks for getting us to over a thousand listens. Yes, thank you to all that have listened. Tell your friends. I had some feedback, some additional info to one of the questions you had asked last time about long runs and marathoning. I thought it was good, so I'm going to share it. So the listener said, one thing about long runs for a marathon is that it's got to be a function of your weekly mileage rather than the race distance. A runner who is running 100 plus miles a week could be running more than a marathon for their long run. I thought that was a good point. So thank okay. you, listener, for that additional information. Makes sense. Logical. I like it. Yeah. When... I also saw something uh, that Kipton was running like 25 miles a day every day or something like that. So For the Chicago Marathon? I don't know if that's accurate. <clears throat> yeah. I, I heard he eats oatmeal for breakfast. I think everybody should do now that. Now I start doing that. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to stick to my Dunkin' Extra Large coffee, sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. <laughs> A croissant. Croissant. I feel French when I do that. Oh, oui, oui. Yeah, that makes sense. You probably can run whatever. You know, I'm sure there's people that are doing ultra marathons that are doing some crazy yeah. distances yeah. and total mileage and whatnot. Yeah, and if you figure that your long run is, what, 20% of your weekly mileage, if you're running 150 miles a week, well, it's 20% of that. Should have picked an easier number. 30. <laughs> 30. <laughs> so, yeah, 30 miles. There you go. Oh, man, I got to run 30 miles this weekend. <laughs> that'd, be, uh, that'd be a lot of miles in a week. My goodness. <laughs> I don't even know what my mileage is at this week yet. I didn't calculate it. I've had pretty good runs. I've been doing some more tempos. Sweet. Keeping the beat. I like it. I like tempo runs. Yeah. I think that's my favorite type of workout. I like that it goes by quicker. <laughs> yeah. 30 miles slow run doesn't sound too appealing to me right <laughs> I don't think 30 mile long run sounds appealing at all. Ever. <laughs> yeah did you well, do a long run uh last weekend no i had a well kind of i had a tempo workout that was a long run but broken up into tempo so did you catch this, up on the chicago marathon no i didn't i saw that uh record was set that's unbelievable that time holy moly never thought i'd see that i ever. think you've got a shot at it if you would just train a little bit harder oh a little less cookies, right? <laughs> you might have to transition out of those five finger shoes into those super shoes, though. Oh, man. Those things are ridiculous. This is coming from a guy that wears five fingers. Those shoes look too funny. <laughs> They're not selling because of the look. <laughs> That's incredible. I think it would be hilarious if you had the carbon plate in the five fingers. That'd be pretty wild. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Light as a feather. Be springing around like a gazelle. You have to change your name to the gazelleman. <laughs> gazelleman. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, wonderful weather we're supposed to have. I have no idea what's going on with the weather. Rain. Okay, rain. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. 
what is your recommendation if it's going to rain as far as getting your kit together, your attire? What are you recommending? Are you wearing new shoes, old shoes, extra layers? What are you doing because of the rain? Um, I don't really change the footwear I'm going to do. I try to make sure I buy some newspapers because I know I'm going to need those to dry my shoes out afterwards. So I'll grab a couple newspapers and then uh, I try to find something that won't get too heavy if I'm running in the rain. If I'm supposed to do a workout, I might try to change the day if I can, because I, I have a hard time myself trying to put together good times and in, in rain. But then at the same time, it might rain on race day and you would have to be ready. I think a hat works well. A brimmed hat and sunglasses help keep the rain out of your eyes. But with these cooler rains that we're going to be getting where it's almost snow. I think just sunglasses, but I don't do anything with footwear. How about yourself? First thing I do is I go over to your house and I get newspapers from you that I don't have to buy. Good thinking. <laughs> Older pair of running shoes. I use my junkier pair because they're going to yeah. smell and they're going to get wet and they're not going to dry out for two days. Even if I put the newspapers in, they're still not going to be completely dry the next day. So I always get my junkier pair of running shoes and use those. I put on layers so that I'm not freezing. I don't care about the weight as much, but I just don't want to be freezing when I first start. And uh, I don't want to be hot either. So I want to be somewhere comfortable. And I don't care about the hat, sunglasses sometimes. But sometimes I feel like if you wear glasses or, or sunglasses, anything like that, then they just get foggy or wet and you got to keep wiping them off and they're just a pain so yeah I, like i said i don't wear a hat like i don't wear a, a baseball cap i've just i don't run in those things yeah i never did much but i almost if always I, if i know. if i put a baseball hat on i'm running to first base i like it <laughs> that only takes a few seconds <laughs> i'll wear junkier shoes if i'm going to be running at the beach potentially in the water because they they tend to get real stinky after that seawater i don't know if you've ever done that before i have i don't do a lot i tend to run boardwalk or the or the road sidewalk but yeah i've, I've done the running i've done it both i've done it barefoot and i've done it in shoes i kind of prefer the, the shoes i, I was yeah. surprised i thought i would really mess my feet up if i ran barefoot after you know having not done mm -hmm. that like the first time that i went out and did it and it didn't bother me at all yeah i will say that after running in these minimal shoes for so long now if i run on the beach my feet don't get sore before they definitely did and i really didn't think about it until my buddy he'd gone to the beach a few weeks before i did and his feet were killing him because he ran barefoot on the beach and then i did the same and it didn't bother me at all and i thought huh probably because i run this way all the time really yeah, that's superior feet. Yeah, I could climb. <laughs> I climb trees with these feet. Yeah. Those are amazing feet that I've got here. <laughs> <laughs> I found that you just kind of have to know your body. And yeah. if you're a barefoot person that's doing everything barefoot, you'll be fine. 
Yeah. Uh, there's always an exception. You can always get injured. That that always can happen. But oh like, yeah. yeah, you have to just go by what you're used to. Agreed. I remember my uh, my one cousin when we go to the beach. No matter what, he'd be able to find a piece of sea glass with his foot. Every That's time he went in the water, he would be able to pick up a piece of sea glass with his foot. And it was hilarious. I thought he was joking around. He's like, he's like, I'll, I find him every time. And That's he nice. would literally just lift his foot up grab it and he'd have a piece of sea glass there <laughs> that's a that's a talent jeez louise must have like great nerve endings in the bottom of his feet or something to be able to determine there's glass underneath them i just everything's sharp you know every seashell <laughs> you feel uh, i'm always afraid of stepping on a crab and it pinching my toes or something it's never happened but yeah it's my fear yeah i wouldn't say it's a fear but i, I would say that like more of a concern is like if you're stepping on glass in the ocean, you have to wonder like what other trash is right there. <laughs> like yeah. A piece of metal or something like that. You're like, <laughs> this is a tangent. So I don't know if it was you or somebody else, but somebody asked me if I eat too many donuts, do I run harder the next day or something like that? No, but I do. I am more conscious of what I eat the following day. I'll try to behave a little more, but I don't, I don't change my, so you, you eat half the donuts you ate the day before. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I don't, I don't change my training regime based on my food intake. How many donuts do you have to eat after running a marathon? What is the training for that? I don't know. I think we should practice it and find the, the key number. I don't actually eat that many donuts. I just like their coffee. Here's what? the question. Ready? If yeah. you couldn't run, what couldn't is run. your best way to cross train? Probably just let me give you, me. let me give you some multiple choice answers. Okay. Yeah, Cause I, I don't want to stump you on this one. I don't uh, do much else. A, you bike. B, you swim. C, you walk. Or D, you think about running. I'd probably say D. I don't like any of those other options. <laughs> I think everything is pretty much good, right? Like, I mean, yeah. biking, swimming, walking if you have to. Did you mean me? Like, if I wasn't running, what would I do? Or just in general? Oh, what yeah. Think? That's the question. If it were me, I'd probably do some kind yeah. of weight training. But yeah. what if it was like, what if it wasn't like one day? What if it was a week or a month or something? Well. I like to eat. And I think if I've always thought if I couldn't run, I would just lift weights to get really big because then you can continue to kind of eat what you want. <laughs> oh my God. And it would still burn I, I a ton of calories. More was like you're temporarily out of commission. So what are you doing? To, uh, if I was <laughs> just, if it was temporary, I would probably suck it up. And I like how your, yours is like, well, if I want to be able to eat the same amount of calories, uh, <laughs> I was out of commission one time while I was training and I biked once I was told I could get back into physical activity. It was just a stationary bike and I would walk the dog. She told me to avoid hills and I didn't, I didn't listen to that. We walked up and down hills and we walked quickly. So I guess if I was temporarily out of commission, I would find a bike and bike. So for me, the, the biking just takes so long to, to accomplish. 
the same amount of fatigue. Yeah. And I'd have to have a bike on a trainer and just spin at weird hours. You'd have to ride for hours. I have friends that do a fair amount of biking. I've had friends join me on long runs on their bike. I'm sure they're not going as fast as they do when they're on their own. <laughs> but it's nice to have the company. <laughs> yeah, I tr- I tried cycling for a brief stint and uh I was amazed at how fast people would go down the mountains. Yeah. Especially when there's like treacherous what I consider to be treacherous uh terrain or or debris. Yeah. I remember my one buddy like flew through like all this gravel that was on the road just all these like you know little dirt and gravel and stuff and he just like whipped it through this on a downhill yeah. and i was just like i don't have a clue how to do that <laughs> like i am not attempting that because i'm definitely gonna wipe out I, I have no idea on that little tire how to how to get over that debris and not just bite it because it was like on a turn on a fast downhill and he just like went right through it like it was nothing the bike was a little too small for me and i just could not get comfortable on their really fast descents yeah so i would always be like a step behind and then i would try to catch up to everybody on the flats or the uphills super fast that would bother me at all and that would just be fun but the downhills i'd be like riding a brake and be like i have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) hoping this bike is was a good purchase and it blasts yeah. down this hill. <laughs> What's your advice for running downhill? I've been asked that before. Like, how do you run down a hill? Well, most people just do it wrong. So I would just do that. <laughs> <laughs> My answer was, I've never really thought about it. I just... Oh, my gosh. I've like, no. <laughs> Okay, so I love the downhill, man. I love the downhill. No, I mean, what, what my advice is always, you want to use that downhill. So... You want to relax your arms, your shoulders, right? Because most people will tense up a bit. You want to relax so you don't get cramping and uh, and let yourself just kind of fly down that. So you're using, you're eccentrically contracting your muscles. So you're lowering yourself down and it's going to take some some muscle strength. But you want to get your turnover good, keep your cadence up and get down that mountain pretty quick. And it's just going to help your time because you probably just climbed up a mountain in order to get down the mountain. So you're going to make up all that time and you're going to feel pretty good if you relax your body and just go with it. So I try not to hit the brakes. I try to just let my body go at whatever pace it can go. And when I'm in really good shape, I'll actually even turn it up a notch and try to go a little faster. I make sure I hit really well with my feet and I can keep that momentum going without hitting the brake at all. Yeah. But no, I love a good downhill. I've Yeah, I've just never thought about it. I just kind of go, but you lean back too much and then you're in that braking motion, like you said. So you got to, I don't know, to me, that's uncomfortable. You can just feel your body jarring. So I try to just, I guess, find that happy medium of where I don't feel like I'm going to fall on my face, but I don't feel like I'm just jarring my whole body because I'm actually stopping. Say I've seen a lot, you know, I, I know this isn't elite runners. And this isn't high, high caliber athletes. I'm talking about like novice runners or new runners and, and runners that that are somewhat experienced but not, not not trained by coaches, a lot of times they'll kind of what I say is they hit the brake. They'll be heel striking on the downhill, leaning back, like you said. Yeah, and that's just losing all the advantages of the downhill. Just putting on the brake over and over and over again, and they're usually fearful. You could tell that they're afraid of falling down the hill or mountain. 
And that's a big issue because if you're trying to make up that time, if you want to be fast, you, you can't, you can't be afraid. So you have to, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to be afraid of it, then you're definitely going to run down it slow. Yeah. But I tend to attack it just like I would going up the mountain or on a flat. It's just another part of the race. And I just go after it. I know I did a, a race one time and a lot of it was on the trail the second half. And those hills you walked down because they were just so they were so treacherous with roots and curves and everything that we walked down them and then you'd run the rest and then you'd walk down the next one because it just wasn't safe walk, to run down them, you know? No, I don't walk. You don't walk? <laughs> you'd walk these or you'd roll. You're going to walk them or roll them. <laughs> There's no running. <laughs> Slide down there. Why are you wearing those weird pants? Why, why are you wearing bike shorts, man? Uh, for the downhill. <laughs> the dude was sliding down the downhill on his bike shorts. That's why I got the padding, man. <laughs> That's fun. Okay, here's the other question, right? Would you rather run a marathon in a full-out Tour de France outfit or a chicken costume. Uh the Tour de France outfit. Yeah. You got to wear a, you got to wear a helmet and everything. Uh eh, well. Okay. <laughs> Full throttle, man. You got you got to have the helmet, you got to have the shirt, the shorts, the socks. They wear socks? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to wear those clippy things, do I? No. You- you wear some kind of regular footwear because that would just be cruel and make you run and you yeah. wouldn't slide all over the place. I I would still say the Tour de France get up. How about you? I, Why if not I the wore chicken the outfit, you would have so much more fan base if you wore the chicken outfit. Uh, yeah, I still don't think I would do it. Maybe it was super cool. Well, have you ever worn a weird outfit for a marathon? No. Or any race? Mm, I don't think so. No, I'm around Christmas time. I'll wear a Santa hat. How, how does that stay on you? I don't know. Just got to find the right one, man. I've got this perfectly Santa shaped head, you know? I guess I don't have the right follicles. <laughs> we should definitely do a race with a costume or something. I mean, part of me thinks it would be fun, but then the other part of me is like, anytime I've ever been beaten by anybody in a costume, it's so demoralizing. Yeah, but that's why you're wearing the costume. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) We should both wear superhero costumes and then pretend to like battle at the end of the, like at the finish line. (laughs) (laughs) They'd kick us out. (laughs) We we don't really care though, do we? Eh, It would be fun. Uh, okay, here's another question. How many medals is too many? And what do you do with your medals? So I think the answer to that is is one more than what your wife says you can have. <laughs> so every time she says, this is the last one, you go, yep. And then you get another one. And then she says, it's the last one. And you go, yep. And then you get another one. I have certain ones on display. And then... I always put the newest one on display and then I have a bag that all the rest are in sitting on a shelf somewhere. 
I can't remember which shelf it is, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, I'm always impressed when someone has like an awesome display of all their awards and trophies and things. Yeah. Because I know mine are peppered all over the place, but I have some that are displayed. Like you said, usually the latest one gets a spot. Yeah. And then I've got I've got awards from like different sports that are just in a box, you know, from like over the years. Yeah. And it was funny when I was in grade school, I was a thousand point scorer in basketball. And uh, I Look they gave you. us these like rubber. What's that? Look at you. Yeah. Bo Jackson. That? It does not help you with running. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they give you like a a basketball, right? Like a rubber basketball, like an outdoor ball. And they write, you know, 500 on when you get 500. They write 1,000 when you get 1,000. Cool. And uh, I, I had it. And it was like people would come over and they'd think it was cool that I had the ball. And then I hit, I don't even know, like college at some point. My brother's just like, what are you going to do with this ball? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. You want to go outside and play with it? So we went outside and we played with the ball. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was it was pretty fun. I was fun. like, at least we're using it. Like it's been sitting around. It's just going to, you know, at some point just rot yeah. away. It's a rubber basketball, not used at all. So yeah, so we played with it and then uh, it wore out and threw it in the garbage. But I was like, I have a picture of it. You know, I, I was there. I don't need the ball. <laughs> oh, that's great. The medals, you can't do anything. Like the medals, the trophies, yeah. they're good for display, but you can't yeah. you can't recycle those. Some of them, some of the races I've gone to, the medal doubles as a bottle opener. So that's cool. It's useful. However, I don't, I don't have one of those, of but I would like that. Open bottles. I need one of those. What race could I go for that? The one I have, I don't think they do it anymore. It was the uh, Runner's World Festival races. I want like functional stuff for everyday use. Like I want like an awesome pen. <laughs> right? It'd be like the big marathon or something like that. You know, the big sponsored marathon. They give you like an awesome pen. It's worth like 50 bucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, practical stuff. This is how you know when you're a marathoning dad, right? Like, oh, the, I, the, the, I got a lug nut the, set for my truck. <laughs> right. I, the, I went to the I went to the Vibram half. I got free shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Technically not free because I had to pay two hundred bucks to enter. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I would have to say though. The awards and the bags and everything else, like things that have come a long way yeah. from way back in the day when, when I first started doing races, it, it, they would be terrible. Like you'd get the worst t-shirt that didn't fit you, right? It's yeah. an extra large and you're tiny and they would give you like, like, Hey, are you 14? Here's an extra large. Uh, really? And here's your, uh, your bag with nothing in it. And here's your metal that looks really terrible and cheap. <laughs> you remember that one, uh, uh, no, it was a track meet, track invitation we went to in college, and they gave out shirts to the top finishers, but they were like double or triple XL. They should have given them to the throwers instead of the 5K runners. I mean, you could swim in those shirts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. There must be you, like a... You like got a guys that are 110 a... pounds, and you're giving them two XL shirts. I'd say like you know cross country is one of those sports where you have to just think about it for a second and go well chances are we're going to be more in the medium category 
<laughs> well, based on the bell curve, we should definitely have at least five extra larges. No, nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> they mixed them up. The That's throwers funny. were getting the smalls. What the? Thanks for listening. Remember to like and share on Facebook, follow on Instagram, hit the support button, support the show. Thanks to those who have. Maverick and Wolfman, running out. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical healthcare advice. We are not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from use of this podcast. This podcast is not intended to replace professional medical advice. The views expressed in this podcast may not be those of the hosts or the management.